The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $2,000 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, uh, here to take you through the games for Tuesday the 3rd of May 2022. It's about half past 10 on Monday night uh, up here in Newcastle, North East England. And joining me, uh, full of allergies, the pollen's got to him, uh, a busy couple of days for uh, Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, hello, mate. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, Malcolm? Good to be with you tonight. Sorry for the hold up tonight, but yeah, it's been a rough couple of days for the kid. Uh, pollen, pollen's not my friend this time of year, so just bear with me. And I know I sound congested, but good to be here. Yeah, it's been a few days. I um, I haven't uh, recorded or handicapped since since the back end of last week, Friday. Um, it's been a holiday weekend here. Um, we discussed, I was, uh, Newcastle and Liverpool was the game on Saturday lunchtime, but um, I got offered a ticket in the Liverpool supporters section and I didn't know what to do, but one of my things, I just say yes to everything, which is why I end up either doing things I don't want to do or I've got a really good story to tell, one or the other. So I said yes, as always. Um, I did go, I sat in the Liverpool section and actually, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be horrific. Um, I took a don't speak and don't make eye contact policy with me. Um, <laughs> but I actually really enjoyed it. Um, Liverpool were a bit better than us. Um, if you don't know, Liverpool won the game 1-0. Um, yeah, they were a bit better than us because they are a little bit better than us. Um, it was quite competitive, but I think Liverpool kind of held us at arm's length. I think if we had scored, Liverpool had two or three more gears to go through. They've got they've got bigger games this week. They've got the Champions League and and things like that coming up. So um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, Liverpool won one nil. I did enjoy um, the banter of the Scousers. It did make me giggle a couple of times because it's such an unusual situation for to hear all these people calling your team names and calling your fellow supporter names. And you can't do anything about it. I just had to stand there yeah. and giggle. Um, but I'd. I'd I think I had just the right amount of beer just to be able to giggle it off. I sort of had about, I think I had four pints. So three pints, I might have been, I'm not into this, five pints, I might have been the other way. Four pints was the perfect window. Um, so yeah, it was okay. But um, yeah, what to you, Dylan, and uh, a, a win for Liverpool at the weekend? Yeah, a little win, but we're focused on the Champions League. You know, we can't be just getting this one mil win and up in Newcastle. But I, I think I'm glad you had a good time. I learned that the stadium is on ground level. So on a nice day when people are drinking before games, you could just walk right into it. It's no hassle. So that's very cool that the Newcastle Stadium is like that. And I got to experience it one day. Yeah, it is right in the city centre. So you can be in the middle of town, drinking a beer, 10 minutes to kick off, and then just leave and get out and get in your seat. Um, yeah, on a, it was a sunny day on Saturday. It was a bank holiday. Everybody, the whole town was out. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. So, yeah, lots of fun and games there. Uh, okay, enough soccer. Um, we've got a 
tricky card, Dylan, a Tuesday card. I found this really hard to handicap. First of all, um, when I looked, and I know it's a long way out for me, um, but there was a lot of TBD pictures. We've tried to piece together the probable pictures list like we always do. Uh, we're still missing one or two, but we'll come to them uh, when we get there. And there was a few lines missing. Um, there are a couple of pitchers who were coming back off the injured list. And I think maybe because today is a short day, there's not many games today. Yeah. There's eight games. Then a, a lot of teams are taking the opportunity to maybe reset a little bit on the pitching, uh, sort of rejig the days off, who needs to go, who doesn't need to go. Um, so, yeah, the, the pitching just seemed to be up in the air. And like I said, there's a couple of pitchers coming back from the IL. Um, which means there's going to be rotational movement for people. So I found this slate really, really tricky. Uh, but yeah, we can uh, we can dissect all that when we come to it. Uh, the first game tomorrow. Okay, this is a uh, a double header. We, we'll go through because there's not an awful lot of information in terms of lines. Um, the Braves go to the Mets um, in a double header. The first game is a three ten Eastern. Um, first pitch. Um, I've got, if, if you think I'm wrong, Dylan, jumping in correctly, I've got Charlie Morton going for the Braves um, and Carlos Carrasco uh, goes for yeah. the New York Mets. Um, yeah, that's what I got. With me on, okay. Um, no lines. Um, I don't see even any rudimentary money lines, let alone over-unders or run lines. So I've got no lines on that one at all. Um, I'll take you through the pitching matchup, but... Um, like I say, with lines, it's hard to give you a steer on there. Charlie Morton, uh, one and two with an ERA of seven, and Carlos Carrasco is one and one with an ERA of 4.09. Um, Morton's had three bad starts. There's no two ways to go about it. Now, I'm still happy for one more turn through to handicap Charlie Morton on what I know he can do rather than what he has done. Um, however, uh, on the grounds there was no... I found it really tricky to handicap this when on the grounds there was no odds. I was kind of relieved that I didn't have to come down on a side. Um, it gives me an excuse not to. Um, Carrasco got lit up at St. Louis last time. Um, I don't trust him, but equally, uh, I'm not, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to fade him either. Um, so, a bit of a cop out here. There was no line, so, so I was happy to cop out, Dylan. Did you have a strong feeling about this? No, but I would imagine... Uncle Charlie be opening up a little of a favorite. Like you said, even I'm a Met fan and I really can't trust Cookie right now. He did start well in the season. And I think it's because he's not throwing his fastball enough. He's mixing up his his uh, off-speed pitches and it's fooling hitters. But this Braves lineup, I think they're going to get a little boost. Acuna is back. He did go 0 for 3. He's DHing, but... I don't know. I mean, it's hard to fade the Mets right now, especially maybe first five. They have the biggest run differential in the majors in the first five. So I don't know. I, it Depending if, if we get a nice plus price with the Mets, if we get like a plus 110, 115, I'll probably see myself on the Mets because I just think with their lineup, the way they're hitting, getting on base, I just question the bullpen sometimes with the Mets. They do questionable things, but I probably would look at the Mets in some way or form. Yeah, even the seven inning game being a little bit uh, bit of a shorter format just would bring those close, the, those prices a little bit closer together. Uh, the second game, um, which obviously doesn't have a scheduled first pitch time uh, because they'll be waiting on the outcome of the first one, um, is I believe it to be Kyle Wright 
against David Peterson. Um, Kyle Wright is 3-0 with a 1.13 ERA, a 0.83. I think Peterson's at AAA at the moment, but he's going to get called up. He'll be one of the extra uh, roster spots for this doubleheader tomorrow. Um, has no record, but a 0.64 ERA. He's got through a few innings. I think he's got through 14 innings maybe this season. Um, Wright's yeah. been absolutely outstanding for Braves. Um, he's stepped in where, where Charlie Morton's kind of let them down a little bit. Wright's gone completely the other way. Um, and Peterson's always also been good. Again, no lines, um, no steer. I can't give a direction on this. I wrote down under, um, but even then, Dylan, for for a double header, um, you tell me what how would how does this affect the uh the overall under totals with it being a seven uh, inning mean, game? I thought it was nine. I thought they brought it back to nine inning double headers. Oh my god, yeah, what an absolute schoolboy error you are. Absolutely, completely correct. Yeah. Uh, oh, mate, under, gonna, <laughs> no, I've no, what are you going to say? Dylan. I've made a fool of myself in front of all the people. <laughs> no, it's all right. Trust me. I make mistakes every day, but I do oh, think okay. I would lean under, and especially in the second game, because I do think Kyle Wright has been fantastic. And David Peterson, like you said, he hasn't been bad. He's only given up one run. So. I think maybe the, the legs, the, they're a little more tired. Maybe you lean under. I, there's no line, yeah. so it's hard to really gauge what, what to go off. But I would imagine, especially in the second game, if, if Charlie Morton isn't a favorite, Kyle Wright definitely has to be a favorite over David Peterson, I would imagine. I mean, even if it's a short, like minus 105, minus 110 favorite. But uh, I don't know. I, I think the Mets maybe split it. It's hard to win two games especially against the NL East rival. So maybe yeah. the Braves win that one. Yeah, so yeah, apologies for that brain fart, everyone. But um, tricky, uh, tr- tricky, to give, tricky to give too much um, advice out on, on those games. So we'll move on to a game where we do have um, starting pitches and uh, odds that we can give you. This is a tricky handicap as well. This was a high- head-scratcher of a day, uh, RFL, 6-10 Eastern. First pitch time is the San Diego Padres and the Cleveland Guardians. Mike Clevenger goes for San Diego and Zach Plezak for the Guardians. The lines are San Diego minus 135. Uh, Cleveland are plus 115. The over-under is set at seven and a half. Um, Mike Clevenger is um, taken to the mound for the first time this season. It's his 2022 debut after missing all of last year. Uh, through Tommy John surgery, so no handicap of, uh, to speak of that I can give you on Clevenger. Uh, you've just got to trust that he's somewhere near ready um, because he was outstanding um, when we last saw him, but it was a long time ago. Uh, Zach Plezak is one and two with a 3.80 RA. Um, Plezak had two uh, decent starts, struggled a little bit last time out. Um, he's generally been better at home, which is a good sign. Um the Padres are nine and four on the road, uh, which is a good record. Um, Cleveland are quite streaky, streaky team. They've, they've won three in a row, but before that, they'd lost seven on the spin. Uh, so yeah, head scratcher this one. What did I say the overall under was? Have I got seven and a half? Yeah, seven and a half for this one. Um, it does look small with question marks against maybe both pitchers. Um, I couldn't come down on a side, but it's tricky not knowing what you're going to get out of uh, out of Clevenger. But I do think that 
like I said, one or both pitches uh, might be capable of giving us giving up enough runs uh, for this to get to maybe a five four or something like that. Um, so yeah, I was happy to take the over seven and a half. Um, I'm going to talk about the over or unders in general in a little uh, in a little minute, Dylan. But I'll let you handicap this game first. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same size with you, Malcolm. Uh, no play on this side. I do like the over seven and a half. I set mine at a 7.8, so it's right around my number. The Padres, they've scored five-plus runs in five straight games, so I think them alone could get us over the total. And, uh, yeah, yeah, with the Guardians, I'm sorry. They, they've, uh, yeah. they've had success scoring runs as well, seven, nine, five runs, so – They've gone over this number three of their five games. Like you said, Mike Clevenger, he is making his first start of the year. So we don't know what he might do. But I think if he's, a, if he's able to get through the lineup two, three times, I think he'll be all right. I do like the Padres on the side, but I hope we get a high-scoring game. So I'm going to go over seven and a half. Yeah, fair enough. So, so Harkin back, Dylan, to the over-unders in general. Um I felt the need, I think I spent the first couple of weeks on the podcast, when I was seeing sevens and seven and a halves, it, my brain just automatically wants to take the over. Uh, now, we're talking, we've been talking dead balls, um, and even um, the humid doors, actually, I was in the bath earlier on, Dylan, uh, where I spend 80% of my waking hours. I was listening to the Angels and the White Sox call on the radio, and that, again, talking about forgetting that they'd uh, gone back to nine and in double headers. I'd forgotten that they put humidors in all the, I think, in all the yeah. parks. Um, so that coupled with dead balls, um, I think we kind of need to adjust our... You're seeing the, we're seeing the books do it now. I think we talked about it on the pod where we're now seeing eight, seven and a half is the standard line. Um, even a little bit lower, seven. There's a, there's a six and a half, I think, or maybe two six and a halves on tomorrow's card, which we'll get to. Yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, I think that I personally need to sh- show a little bit of growth and development uh, and start looking at these seven and seven and a halves a little bit, um, a little bit more carefully. How, how do you feel about these general over unders? Because obviously you're a you're a bit of a totals guru. It's something that you do as part of your handicap, and you make your own lines. So I, I factor it a little, and I, but I still factor the weather, especially on the East Coast and Midwest. I still think that that's part of the reason why we're seeing unders. But the humidifiers and everything, they're definitely a factor in the balls. And the pitchers have come out and said it. But I, I still think when the weather starts to get warmer, we're going to start to see more overs, and everyone's going to adjust to it. Right now, it seems that the numbers are low, but I think – I haven't handy. I haven't put it too much into my handicapping. But if we continue to get unders, like I think on Saturday the unders went thirteen and two or something like that. So yeah, we do we do have to think about it. You're right. Uh, the amount of times I've said thermidor instead of humidor, uh, thermidor obviously being a lobster soup, and then I got away with it tonight. I managed to say humidor um, all the way through, so I'm quite proud of myself there. Um, next is a. 6.40 p.m. first pitch, which is the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Miami Marlins. Um, we have no pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. We have Trevor Rogers for Miami. We have no odds either. I can give you Trevor Rogers' line, and that's about it. The lefty from, for Miami. Uh, one and three with a 5.09 ERA. I've got nothing to add here, Dylan. It's a, it's a gambling podcast. Um, I can't give anything out here. Is there anything you'd like to tell the people or, or we can well, skip through? 
Well, I think uh, for ESPN, maybe I think it's his turn in the rotation. Huberto Castellanos for the Diamondbacks. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So this is a road game in Miami. And I mean, he only, he's only gone six innings on the road, given up six hits, five earned. He is walking a lot of batters. Uh, I mean, they've been actually a feisty ball club recently, the, the D-backs, but so have the fish. The fish have won a lot of games. They're creeping up on my Mets. So, and I think they're doing it with their pitching. I'm not a big Trevor Rogers guy, but I think this ball club is trending in the right direction. I wouldn't want to fade them right now. So I, it's hard to see. I mean, I, I guess the Marlins would open up as a favorite. So you kind of got to gauge in what, what seems to have value for you. You know, I wouldn't recommend anything over a 150 on the Marlins. Yeah, this is tricky. And this is another one that you instantly would go under. Um, but then the, yeah. every, I haven't see, every Miami line has been seven and a half. It's just see the word Miami, slap a seven and a half next to it. There's never, uh, never a, a, a line that's over, even if they are uh, facing a pitcher like Humberto Castellanos, uh, who's not an elite, elite player, a little bit further down the ranks. But um, yeah, I wouldn't know what to take. He, um, even if if we knew that line was sitting at seven and a half, it's still it's still a head scratcher. Um, in which case, we will move to six forty-five Eastern first pitch. The Texas Rangers at the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, John Gray, I believe, pitches for the Texas Rangers and Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. Um, John Gray is zero and one, and with the ERA of seven. Uh, Suarez is two and zero with a four point four two ERA. Um, Gray was he's supposed to, supposedly one of the uh, one of the Rangers' big um, off-season signings, a free agency signing from Colorado. Um, he had, but he had two rather rusty starts uh, before he had to hit the ten-day IL with a bit of a knee injury. Um, so I'm kind of putting a line through John Gray. And kind of, his season starts tomorrow, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Bit of a bit of a fresh start through John Gray, uh, and he was good. Um, obviously coming out of that environment in Colorado, no one was really sure what to get. Um, Ranger Suarez, um, like I say, 2-0, and 4.42 ERA, um, has pitched 18.1 innings and struck out 12. Um, he's been absolutely fine, uh, perfectly serviceable. So the sort of stat line that you look at, yeah, okay, um, pitched four, five and six innings, gives up four, six, seven hits, has given up one, two, and three earned runs. So it, not not many strikeouts. He struck out eleven uh, over those eighteen innings. So a pretty middle in line for this uh, for me. Now Texas are eight and fourteen, um, but are five and five in their last ten, and four and five on the road. So they're, they're competitive. They're going to be in the game. Um, the Phillies are just under five hundred, but they've scored lots of runs. They've scored, I think, the second. Uh, most runs in the league, uh, 106 runs. Um, the over under came in just it's half a point over. It's too high for me. I'm sure you can uh, you can direct me here, Dylan. But I've taken the over at eight and a half. Um, I would have preferred eight, but I've got to come down on some side. Um, I, I can't keep abstaining uh, from making these picks. So yeah, it's over eight and a half for me, Dylan. What do you think? Yeah, I think I set it low just because I am a believer in Ranger Suarez, and I do think he'll be all right. 
And like you said, the Rangers have been competitive in close games. So I set my total at 8.3. So I don't have a play on the total. I like, just for a pure value standpoint, I was willing to lay like a minus 105 uh, on the Phillies run line, but I'll take the plus 120 that I got with Phillies run line. Like you said, the bats have really woken up the past few games, and I think they can get to Otto. And like I said, Ranger Suarez, he's been good in his last outing against a good lineup like the Rockies. He went six innings, only give up three runs. So I think if he could give the Phillies a similar performance, their bats will give him a chance to at least cover the run line. And yeah, I, I just at a pure value standpoint, I like this play. Okay. Next up is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. The Minnesota Twins at the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Joe Ryan goes for Minnesota. Bruce Zimmerman goes for Baltimore. And the lines are... Let me just find them. Uh, the Minnesota Twins are... The favourites at minus 170, Baltimore plus 150. The overall under, it's seven. It's another one of those low ones. Um, Dylan, uh, lead us off with this one, Minnesota at Baltimore. Do you're on mute, Dylan. Dylan, you Sorry, rookie mistake. Um, I do like the Twins again on the money, uh, the run line. I got it at even money. Um, they've sneakily won nine of their last 10 games. They just took two or three from the Rays and uh, Byron Buxton, he's back. And I think that gives him a huge lift. He already has seven home runs and the Orioles, they only have 11 as a team. So Carlos Correa, he's really started the season slow, but within the last four games, he's really found it. And I think the, the Twins have found their stride right now. So at even money, I like the Twins on the run line. Okie doke. Uh, that's one mistake each. Day. I'm pleased you've done that. That's uh, slightly taking the shot <laughs> off my seven and four part from earlier. Uh, Joe Ryan's been great for um, for Minnesota so far. Three and one, one point one seven ERA and a zero point seven WHIP. Um, he's pitched twenty three innings, struck out twenty five batters in that time. However, Bruce Zimmerman's been going really well for Baltimore. Um, a one and one record with a zero point nine three. ERA, um, he has pitched 19 innings uh, with 21 strikeouts. Um, so, yeah, not much between them at all. Zimmerman's been a, uh, one of Baltimore's better stories so far this season. Uh, Ryan's given up one earned run uh, in 19 innings in his last three starts. Um, he's only walked two over that period with 21 Ks. He's been dominant. Uh, that's the word I've written down. Uh, Zimmerman, Two and runs over 15 in his last three as well. Um, the Twins are nine and one in their last 10 uh, on a bit of a heater. Uh, I think they'll probably get away and win this, but I think they'll do it late on. Uh, I think this will be tight early doors. So this would be a first five under uh, for me between the Minnesota Twins and the Baltimore Orioles and two uh, pitches who are going well for those teams. Next is a 7.07 Eastern first pitch between the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. Jamison Tyone goes for the Yankees and Alec Manoa goes for Toronto. The Lions are... The Yankees are plus 115 underdogs. Uh, Toronto minus 135 favourites. The over or under is set at eight. Uh, Jamison Tyone has a record of one and one. 
uh, with a 3.26 ERA. Um, he has pitched 19.1 innings, uh, struck out 17. Uh, over that time, he's been going okay. Um, Tyone. Uh, Midland, again, another one of those, a bit like we talked about earlier on, I can't remember, we were talking about, oh, Ranger Suarez, um, his stat lines have been absolutely fine. You look at them and you go, yeah, okay, next. Just instantly forgettable, but uh, good enough to keep New York uh, in the game. Manoa, on the other hand, um, his stat lines, when you look at them, they'll make your eyebrows fly off your head. Uh, he's 4-0 and with a 1.44 ERA. Uh, he has been, he's been a different class so far, um, Alec Manoa, this season. Um, Toronto Blue Jays um, lead the league in one-run wins, I believe. I think they've had nine one-run wins so far this season. Uh, now, I couldn't work out if that if they haven't been playing too well, in which case they should have been winning games by two or three. Are they going to get better and start winning games by two or three? Or are they going to regress and start losing those one-run games by one run? So it all depends where, where you set the bar on Toronto. Um, if, it's the, if it's the former and they're going to get better, uh, then they're in a they're in a really strong position. They're fifteen and eight, um, and if they've been, if they can turn those one run wins into something a little bit more comfortable, they're going to be absolutely fine. Um, the Yankees have a run differential of forty, uh, and just to demonstrate this, the Toronto Blue Jays have a run differential of one. I think uh, I like the Blue Jays in this spot, and I think they were just um, big enough uh, at minus one thirty. Uh, for me to take them. I wouldn't want to take them any shorter. Yeah, you'll have a price for us. Uh, but Blue Jays on the money line for me, Dylan at minus 130. Yeah, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I'm on the Blue Jays. I agree. I do think they're the right side. And I wrote down, this is probably the absolute highest I take it as. And I I do think Yankees, if you're going to get a plus 130, 135, I think there is some value with them. Because like you said, with the run differential. But Manoa I think he's just been lights out. And maybe if you want to go first five Blue Jays minus a half and you think the Blue Jays will go out to an early lead, maybe there's you uh, reduce the juice that way. But 4-0, 1.4 ERA. And the last time he went up against the Yankees, he went six scoreless. He only gave up one hit. So I just feel like their lineup, George Springer, last series, he was hitting home runs. So – some players, like you said, I think they're going to start winning games by more than one run now. And I, I think they're starting to separate themselves. And I think they want to prove themselves that they're the best team in the AL East. And we can't forget, some players won't be able to play because of self-safe and healthy protocols going north of the border. So with, with all that, I just think they're the right side here, especially with Manoa on the mound. So I'm probably beyond the Blue Jays here. Next is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch, the LA Angels at the Boston Red Sox. Noah Syndergaard goes for the Angels and uh, Michael Wacker goes for Boston. Uh, the Angels are a minus 125 favourite. Boston plus 105 and over under of eight and a half here. Um, yeah. Syndergaard is 2-0 and uh, with a 2.12 ERA so far this season. He's had a great bounce back from his uh, TJ Surgery's pitched 17 innings, um, struck out 11, uh, and has a whip of 0 0.82. Uh, Michael Wacker uh, is also 2 0 with a 1.77 ERA. Uh, marginally better stat line there for Wacker, surprisingly. Um, 
20.1 in his pitch, 17 strikeouts, a whip of 0. 0.93. Uh, Syndergaard v. Wacker, Dylan, what are you seeing? Yeah, uh, I actually got the opening line for a nine, and I think this is such a pitching matchup, and surprisingly, Michael Walker is doing really well. Noah Syndergaard, it's good to see him doing well in L.A., but I took the under nine. Two good pitchers in this matchup, and I think with Waka, he looks really good in his outings because he's able to keep his walks down, and he's not giving up the deep ball, but the reason I'm also on the unders because the Red Sox, they're just not hitting. They're 25th in the league, hitting only 229. I just think something's wrong with this team. You, you got to think their bats are going to break out sooner or later, but against Noah Syndergaard, I don't know if that's this is the right time or the right game that they'll do it. So I think we see a pitching duel. So maybe you want to go first five under or full game under nine. I set my total at 8.2. Yeah, I agree with you. Both both pitches have been impressive and very steady. Um, not something you could normally level level out, Waka. Um, I just don't trust Boston. You say they're a little bit broken to me. Uh, three and seven in the last ten. Um, the Angels are the highest scorers in MLB. We mentioned uh, earlier on about the second highest run scorers being Toronto. Um, not Toronto. Who was it? I'm down somewhere. Uh, not important. Uh, the... Um, the highest... Who did I say? Come on, Dylan, concentrate. Were you listening to me? You're like Moonaf here when Moonaf switches off if he's not saying stuff. Uh, 106, the New York Yankees. 110, the Angels. They are the Mets. Well, we haven't got to them yet. Uh, what am I talking about? The LA Angels are the highest scorers in MLB. They're going to keep on rolling here. Uh, I'm going to take the LA Angels on the money line at minus 125. The next game is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Brian Wilson, is it? I think goes for Pittsburgh. Um, Bryce Wilson, sorry. And uh, Pineda uh, is on the hill for the Tigers. Um, the lines are... Pittsburgh are plus 130. Detroit are minus 150. The over under... Is set at seven and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Wilson v. Pineda. Dylan, where did you get to with this? I do favor the Tigers at home, but I saw an opening line on the money line for them at minus 150, and that's kind of high for me. If you if you want to lay the chalk, I'd do it up to probably that or maybe a minus 160, but Pineda, he, he's been good, and his last two starts went five innings both times. He hasn't given up a walk, and the long and he's only given up the long ball, excuse me, only three times. So I think if he's able to pass the top of the order with Vol Volker back, maybe two, three times, he should have a solid outing, especially in the first five. So I would take maybe Tigers first five uh, on the money line or minus a half, or I think some, some value here on the run line. I was able to get a plus 125 with Tigers full game money line. So I like that as well. Okay, uh, Wilson, um, no record for him. He's uh, 1-0, lost 0, 4.7 ERA, um, pitched 15-point winnings and struck out 10. Um, Pineda's 1-1, one one, has an ERA so far this season of 3.6. Um, he's pitched 10 innings, 
um, and only struck out four batters. Uh, just started two games, Pineda. Uh, had a had a late start this season. Um, Wilson starts have been short, but they've been okay. Uh, it doesn't get out the out the fourth inning. Um, Pittsburgh four and six in the last ten. They've been competitive. I watched them against San Diego uh, last night, and only sort of fell out of that game in the in the top of the ninth inning. Um, Pineda's only had two starts, uh, one good one at home, one bad one on the road. Uh, back at home tomorrow, not entirely sure what we're going to get there. Um, Detroit is seven and fourteen. They've been flat. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what to take you. I quite like the look of Pittsburgh plus one and a half runs, um, but it's a little bit short. Um, it's what's that plus one uh, minus one forty five? Sorry. Um, so maybe a little money line play as well. Um, a plus one forty. I've seen that move to plus one thirty now. Pittsburgh. So yeah, I just don't want to take anything on Detroit, frankly. Um, so I'll take maybe split stakes on Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh on the spread. WinBet is the headline sponsor on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, make sure you get two WinBets $10 promotion where $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Uh, plus the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to 1,000 bucks. And don't forget to get involved in their same game parties with the WinBet's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose or push um, a three or more leg build your own bet parlay from Thursday to Sunday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's lots to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-522. Four seven double zero. Next, I will tell you a little bit about Sleeper, uh, the app where I certainly do, and I reckon you probably do as well, have a lot of your fantasy football apps. Um, fantastic app, great, uh, uh, great growth they've seen recently, millions of players up there. Um, it's a game-changing product, but they've added uh, a new facet to the to the game now. Uh, you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new over or under game. Uh, it's really easy. Choose your sport, choose your players, uh, and then pick the over or under for them. Um, hits in baseball, points in basketball, things like that. Um, pick your stake that you want to uh, enter the contest with. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. Uh, you can play it together with all your friends, which is really exciting. Uh, built in group chat. Uh, you can copy your friends' picks with the uh, tap of a button. Um, so stop what you're doing. Download Sleeper now to play their new overall under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Uh, use the promo code SGPMLB. Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Download Sleeper and use the promo code SGPMLB to get your $100 match bonus. Join SGP and squad to bet with the guys. SG.pn slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, the next game we have on this slate is the Chicago White Sox at the Chicago Cubs. Uh, this is a 7.40 Eastern first pitch. Um, Michael Kopech goes for the White Sox and Drew Smiley goes for the Cubs. Uh, the I only have money lines. I don't know if Dylan 
can add anything to, to this. So we'll let them handicap the game first. The White Sox are minus 145 and the Cubs are plus 125. So, um, the two Chicago teams. Dylan, tell me about that. Yeah, I would. Just Excuse me. I just have um, money lines up right now, but I would lean under. We have 20 mile an hour winds blowing in. So it's a wait and see for me because the total isn't posted. But for the money line, I needed at least a plus 130 or higher to be on the Cubbies here. So maybe by morning I could see myself on the Cubs or Cubs first five. I like Drew Smiley. I think besides that one bad outing against the Pirates, he's been pretty solid. And I know how good the White Sox hit lefties, but this White Sox team is just not hitting them like they used to. So I think with the 20-mile-an-hour wins, they'll be keeping the ball in the ballpark. And I think the Cubs can keep up with their bats. So, excuse me, it's a wait and see, but hopefully the line goes in our direction. Yeah, both pitches have gone well. Kopech, um, no record yet. Uh, 1.42 ERA, though, in the four games he started. Uh, pitched 19 innings and struck out 18. Uh, Drew Smiley is 1-2. and two. He has an ERA of 2.79. Uh, does the Cubs lefty. Uh, just dragging his stats up. Um, he's pitched 19.1 innings, struck out 13. Um yeah, Kopech's been going along steady, five innings pitching every start. Um, Smiley's been consistent. Um, has I mean, and, and when I say consistent, is that he's kind of good for um, for a couple of earned runs as well. As good as he has been, uh, you tend to get a couple of runs out of him. Um, these are two relatively out of form teams. Uh, the the Cubs certainly are out of form. Um, the White Sox just look like maybe they've levelled out a little bit. Um, they've won tonight. They got past the Angels. I can see tomorrow's game being similar to tonight um, in that the White Sox win, but not by many. The White Sox won tonight 3-0, um, I think, um, and something like that. So I did, without any lines, I wrote down under. Um, and like I say, I think tonight's pretty much a, a good example of what we might expect tomorrow. So um, as Dylan points out, no lines yet, uh, but when we get them, um, I think this. I think this could be a, another... Uh, three to one, four to one, quite a low scoring game, uh, which the White Sox will win, uh, but there won't be much offense in it. Next up is the Reds at the Brewers, which is a 7.40 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Tyler Marley goes for the Cincinnati Reds and Brandon Woodruff goes for the Brewers. Uh, the lines are Cincinnati are plus 225, uh, Milwaukee, a minus 280. The overall under is set at seven. Um, tricky this one because, uh, I mean, the Reds have just been absolutely horrible, completely and utterly unbackable. Um, they are three and 19. Um, last week, we took them on with the Padres. Everyone took them on. In all, we took them on on the run line, on the money line. We took the over. We took everything. Um, it was you, Dylan, I believe, who got the um, plus money. Um, about I think it was the Padres that turned them over um, because people were, were, there was some public money on Marley uh, being the the red stud pitcher, uh, but he's sitting here now with five games started in an ERA of six point four five. Uh, he does have a win to his name. He's one and three. He's pitched twenty two point one innings and has struck out twenty four batters. Um, the pitcher oh. for oh what's going on? No, I. Honestly, I handicapped this as 
for the Reds going for Vladimir Gutierrez, I guess there is this pitching change. That's why oh. I made my line so big. I also handicapped Gutierrez. I haven't checked my notes yet. I've just been going off my screen. So the info I've given you so far is off my screen. When I look back to my notes, it says in big letters, Gutierrez, yeah. Um, so, well, I can take you through Brandon Woodruff, who's 2-1 and one, with a 5.3 ERA as well. So we've got a couple of inflated ERAs here. Um, Woodruff has had two starts so far versus Pittsburgh uh, in their anemic offense. He wasn't great last time out. Um but since you're so bad, uh, like I said, the, the whole game really struck me as not a very attractive betting proposition. I can't take that overall under at seven. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. We've got pictures here with an ERA of seven and five. Um, so I don't think you need to be too clever about this. I just take the over, one or both of them, um, and the rest of the old horrible ball clubs can... Uh, can, can get us easily to eight or nine. And so some combination of something happening can get us over seven, Dylan, I think. Yeah, I like the over if you're going to put I set my total at 7.9, but that was for Gutierrez. So uh, I still probably like the over with Mali. I know he's a public favorite, but I, I'll make this short and sweet. I think right now the books have kind of adjusted. We were able to get plus money with the just anyone who uh, is facing off against the Reds on the run line. But I got a minus 125 with a team like the Brews, who are honestly just as hot as the Mets. They're surging in the right direction right now. And I think that's a great number, in my opinion. So Woodruff, he hasn't been the best either. He has a high ERA, so I could see why you want to hit the over on that. But I'm just going to continue to fade the red. So I'll take the Brewers on the run line. Uh, next is an 8-10 Eastern first pitch between the Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros. Chris Flexen. Goes for Seattle and Christian Javier goes for Houston. Uh, the lines are as follows Seattle plus 120, Houston minus 140 favourites. The over under is set at eight and a half. Uh, Flexing one and three with a 3.380 ERA. Javier is one and zero with a 1.35 ERA. Uh, Dylan, what did you make of this? It's bad, Malcolm. Regardless of my numbers, sometimes I still take the Mariners on any given chance or any <laughs> given day. Because honestly, if I, I've adopted them as my second team. And I, I don't think people realize how good of a team this team can be when, when they're healthy. I know Mitch Hanniger is still out, but on the first five, I think they're very profitable with their starting pitching. Robbie Ray was an underdog the other day. It just baffled me. And I that's an XI Young. So I don't know. I'm going to take uh, the Mariners first five plus a half. And I do like the full game under, though, eight and a half. I made my total 8.1. Uh, two good pitchers on the mound. I like Chris Flexen, but I'm biased. And Javier. He's only making his second start at home, but he was good in his first outing against an agile team who can hit. So, and with Flexen, he had, a, he had a few outings that were bad, but then his recent outings have been better. So I think if he's able to keep this Manor team close, I think they're live dogs. So in their last series, they took two or three from the Astros. And I think if the Astros continue to struggle, the Mariners can keep this close. So I'll go first five plus a half with the Mariners. And I think, it's going to be a low-scoring game, so I'll take under eight and a half as well. Yeah, I kind of agree with with everything you've said there, Dylan. Uh, Flexen, 
has become a very reliable uh, front rank pitcher. Um, he's going six innings or, or more uh, in every start. Uh, not walking batters, not giving up many earned runs. Uh, and Seattle are going along okay. And, and I know you're keen on them. Um, I feel like they've had a tough schedule as well. Whenever we, I seem yeah. to be handicapping Seattle. I mean, they never seem to be playing any any of the bum teams. They seem to be uh, playing the, the the plus five hundred teams. Um, Javier is getting stretched out for Houston. I think he's gone three and three and then five last time out. Um, Houston still scuffling along with the bat, so eighty two runs scored. Um, this whole game looks really really close. Looks really tight and tense. Um, I wrote down under eight. Uh, that is now moved to under eight and a half you're seeing 8.1 um, so yeah I was, I was happy to take the under at minus 105 there the next game is the St. Louis Cardinals at the Kansas City Royals uh, this game is a 8-10 Eastern first pitch uh, Dakota Hudson goes for St. Louis and Brad Keller goes for Kansas City uh, St. Louis are a minus 120 favourite um, Kansas City are even money the over-under is set at seven and a half. Um, Dakota Hudson is two and one with a 2.75 uh, ERA. Um, he's done well stepping into the rotation. I've picked him up in a couple of fantasy leagues. Um, he's pitched 19 uh, and two-thirds innings, started four games, struck out 14 with a whip of 1.02 uh, in that time spell. Uh, Keller is 0-2. Um, but who has a ERA of 2.19, so he's a little bit unlucky uh, there, really, not to have picked up a win. Um, 24 innings pitched, uh, 17 strikeouts, in a whip, a whip of 0.77, which is an excellent indicator of how Keller's been going. Um, I think um, Hudson hasn't given up um, in, a run in his last 12 and two-thirds, uh, Keller's got two seven-inning starts to his name as well. There's not many pitchers in MLB going that far this early in the season, uh, particularly with the uh, truncated spring training. Um, Kansas are two and eight in their last ten. They're not going particularly well. So Lewis have levelled out a bit after a hot start, but they're going okay. Um, I think both pitchers can hold up here. I think they'll both go quite well. Um, the, I wasn't in, really interested in this in the. Uh, seven and a half, though, uh, as a total. I think the Royals' bullpen might be a bit of an issue later on. Um, so for me, this was the first five under, Dylan. Yeah, that that's part of my play. I set my total at 7.8 because I do think we have seen some regression from not just the Royals' bullpen, but the Cardinals' bullpen, like you said, have leveled out a little bit as well. I, uh, I like the Cardinals on the money line. I got a short price at minus 130, and I think they're the right side. I think this is a good spot for them. They won the opening game 2 nothing. They've won now two in a row. And I think this is a great series for them to get back in the right direction against a Royal team that's going in a different direction. They're trending downward. And we've had a we have a good pitching matchup between Dakota Hudson and Brad Keller. I like the first five under. If we're able to get a four even, I really like that. Um, and that would be a nice play as well because I just don't trust the bats of the Royals, but I don't trust their bullpen either. And I think the Cardinals can at any given day open up for a lot of runs. So I'll take the Cardinals because I trust their bats more, but I do like your first five under as well. And talking about these unders, as we record here, Dylan, there was two 
uh, day games today. Finished three nothing and two nothing. So we've got five, uh, two completed games and five earned runs. So uh, that trend's carrying on. Um, next, uh, we will go to if there's going to be an over anywhere. It's usually in Colorado. Uh, the Washington Nationals at the Colorado Rockies, which is a eight forty Eastern um, first pitch. Eric Feddy goes for Washington, and Herman Marquez goes for Colorado. Uh, the Nationals are a plus 130 underdog, Colorado minus 150. Uh, and there's your double-digit over under that set at 10 and a half. Um, so is Coors Field enough for us to get to uh, double figures in this one, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I like the... I set my total at 11.2, so I do like the over. But I, I want more value. And I think the best way to get that is to fade the Nationals and take the Rockies on the run line. I needed a plus 110. And at a plus 120, I'm happy to take that. So I think the Rockies smack Fetty Wap up a little for a few runs. So the Rockies are great at home. So I'm just going to continue to uh, ride that trend. I'm going to back the Rockies on at home. We, I think we see a high-scoring game. And when they're on the road, I'm going to fade them. So I think they could win it by at least by two. And I think the total goes over as well. Um. I've worked everything out in this game for you, Dylan. Um, I could have saved you a lot of time handicapping this. Um, Eric Feddy appears to be on the verge of disaster at all times. Every time I watch him, he just looks like he's going to get blown up. It's an absolute roller coaster. It's a, it's a, it's a nail biter. Um, I also think uh, Washington probably scored most of their runs for the week uh, at San yeah. Francisco on on Sunday night. They seem to put up a good number. However, uh, Marquez. Um, and his last three starts, he's given up 25 hits, uh, four earned runs just, but a lot of contact. Um, Colorado are nine and four at home. So I expect them to keep going. But again, I expect just a high number here. Um, I'm taking Colorado minus one and a half. Uh, I think they can win this uh, by at least two runs, which is plus 120. I've even written down the correct score for you here. We can uh, We can clip this and post it. On Wednesday, when I've uh, when this is finished, Colorado eleven, Washington seven. Uh, so that's the uh, that's where this one's going. Yeah, I wish because uh, I, I know in other sports on other sports books you could uh, actually bet the live uh, correct score. Yeah. And if you and if you did that, that'd be a nice little hit. Eleven seven. We all cash. Yeah, it's got to be a fifty to one, uh, fifty to one, sixty six to one shot on the on the eleven seven. Um, but let me tell you about more of our uh, lovely sponsors here, though, on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, and this one, Trade Coffee, um, connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee that they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters often being the largest source of new growth for them. Uh, this is expert-tasted coffee. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you, and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. You get a first-match guarantee with Trade Coffee. They're so confident that they'll match you right first time. If they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual Coffee Expert will work with you to send a brand new 
bag for free. So you'll get freshly roasted beans from one of the 60 countries that trades best craft ro roasters use. Um, all you've got to do is answer a couple of questions on the website. You'll get your own personalised variety of coffees to have a fresh to you as often as you like. There's no gimmicks. You get a bag of freshly roasted coffee. There's whole beans all ground for however you brew it at home, and they guarantee you love your first order, or they'll replace it for free. Um, right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Don't forget about Mother's Day coming up as well. A Trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee lover in your life. Uh, we have one, two games left to handicap here, Dylan. Um, Next up is, uh, we didn't have, I've got a picture here. We didn't have any lines on this one, um, which is a shame because I wanted something on this. I wanted this blind before I saw it. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays at the Oakland Athletics is a 9.40 Eastern first pitch. Um, I have got uh, Ryan Yarbrough going uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's one of those pitchers coming off the IL, which you mentioned earlier, uh, same as uh, Mike Clevenger. And Paul Blackburn goes for the Oakland Athletics, uh, no lines at all for me. Um, Dylan, do you have any lines on this at all you could give us? No, I don't. I, I mean, I would, I would imagine, I think it might be a bullpen game, right, for the Rays? Yeah, well, Yarbrough, um, yeah, was often kind of long relief uh, or, or followed an opener, um, but it's his first start as well. Um, he has been rehabbing in Durham, um, but I can't see him well, mate, three innings maximum, absolute maximum, mate, prob probably two. So, yeah, uh, more of a traditional opener, but yeah, bullpen game. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would, I would favor probably the the Rays at this point. I, probably nothing too high, maybe like a minus one thirty, minus one thirty five, maybe first five minus a half. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't really have a good gauge. I want to get the lines up in front of me. I don't. I can't really say right now. Yeah, I wanted to look at the lines mainly because I really, really want to uh, back the years here. Um, I'm, I'm standing on Paul Blackburn a little bit. Um, he is 3-0 um, with a 1.35 ERA. I mean, this guy was probably eighth or ninth on the depth chart to make this his rotation in spring training. Um, pitch 20 innings, has struck out 18, has a whip of 0 0.8. Um, Mike... Uh, Sorry, Ryan Yarbrough. Um, like I say, it's his first start. But, I mean, he was he was handy uh, two or three years ago. You just don't know what you're going to get. I mean, he's he's, he's soft tosser. Um, he pitched to an ERA of five point one one last season. Um, so yeah, the jury is very much out on him. Um, so I was happy to take. Uh, I wanted to take the Atlanta, uh, the Athletics, um, on the money line here. Obviously, it depends on the price. Um, anywhere near sort of minus one twenty, I think I thought they would be favourites uh, when I saw Yarbrough going up there, but I don't think it, they would be very prohibitive. Um, but yeah, not not an awful lot to add on that. So we'll have, have a look at the. I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing those lines come out later tonight or tomorrow morning when I get up, uh, and I'll be taking Paul Blackburn um, and the Auckland Athletics to beat the Tampa Bay Rays. 
Uh, the final game is a beauty. It is the San Francisco Giants at the LA Dodgers, which is a 10-10 Eastern uh, first pitch. Carlos Rodon goes for San Francisco and Julio Arias uh, goes for the LA Dodgers. Um, the Giants are the plus 135 dogs. The Dodgers are minus 155. The overall under is the six and a half. The fabled six and a half that we talked about earlier on. Uh, can you get us over this uh, over this total, Dylan? Six and a half. Yeah, I, I set my total at 7.3. I don't know about the first five because I do like this pitching matchup. Uh, I love the dog here, though. My play is going to be on the Giants. I can't believe... I was able to get Carlos Rodon at a plus 135 underdog. I think he's much better than Julio Rios, and that's no disrespect to Urias, but the man is 3-0 and with a 1.17 ERA. He has yet to let up a home run. I know the Dodgers have a very good lineup, but outside with Rodon and the Giants here, I think they have just as good as a, li- a lineup, and they're great on the road as an underdog. I think Rodon is able to keep them close, so I'll probably be on the Giants' first five plus the half, and I'll probably take them full game money line plus 135. Yeah, I think you are absolutely right about this, Rodon. You've gone through his stat line. He's been absolutely lights out. He's been virgin on the unplayable uh, for me. Um, Arias has been great. Um, last season, these uh, these series were absolute epic battles. They were, they were real battles. Um, I can't take the six and a half, unfortunately. You, you've just got to go with the, the best pitch. I'm looking at this now, and... Both teams have won 14 games. Um, the Giants have scored more runs than the Dodgers, yet you're giving me the Do- the Giants ace and one of the best pitchers in all of baseball at a price of plus 130. Uh, sometimes you've just got... you. It, it seems to be staring you in the face. It seems so obvious. Um, and that's it for me. So I completely agree with you. Uh, the San Francisco Giants at plus 130 on the money line. Okay, we'll do one more. A uh, little ad read here before we get to our lock and dog. Um, IP Vanish. Um, if do you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Uh, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, you know, the prying eyes, which is why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data, which means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use it on all your devices. You can even stick it on your Fire Stick. And IP Vanish are offering... Um, 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is the equivalent of getting nine months for free. Uh, it's really easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings at ipvanish.com SGP. Okay, Dylan, it's that time. Uh, we have made countless mistakes recording this podcast. But, Dylan, no one will care if we give out four winning picks here. We will be forgiven. All will be forgiven. History will only remember the winners that we're about to give out, Dylan. What's your lock and dog? 
So I'm going to give you two plus monies as my lock. I'm going to Again. fade the. Yeah, I'm going to fade the Orioles and take the Twins on the run line. I think the the Twins might be the hottest team besides the Brewers and the Mets. They won nine of their last ten. Byron Buxton's back. Carlos Correa smashing. And I'm just fading the Orioles right now. So I think on the road they get the get it done. So at even money plus 100, I'll take my lock as the Twins run line. And my dog, we just discussed it, Carlos Rodon. No way he should be a plus 135 underdog. I think they could they could score a lot of runs in this giant team. And this Dodger team, they've lost two or three from the Diamondbacks. So they're susceptible to losing. So I'll, I'll take the Giants here. Okay, I love that. Um, I'm going to go to the worst team in baseball for my luck, uh, the Cincinnati Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers. I've got an over under a seven here, which just absolutely baffles me. Um, so I'm going to lock that up. The, that is uh, plus, sorry, minus 125. It's just to the over. Uh, so minus 125 over seven Cincinnati Reds at the Brewers. And um, it's double dog, Dylan. I can't get away from it. Um, it's the last game that we handicapped. But yeah, head scratching price. The San Francisco Giants are plus 135. Absolutely. For all the reasons you just outlined, um, uh, I'm going to take them as my dog. So hopefully we'll have a good night uh, and we can kick on and have a good week. I feel like the the I've been handicapping okay. Uh, last week on tally site was fine. My over or unders were really good. Um, and I, I started creeping up those rankings, um, creeping towards you boys. So yeah, starting to see things a bit more clearly. Tonight was a tricky card, uh, I felt, but we'll get through this with a couple of winners and that will fill us full of confidence uh, for the rest of the week. What have you going on the rest of this week, Bill? Uh, rest of the week, just uh, grinding out, working some more, uh, probably go back down to Maryland for a few days, visit the girlfriend, and uh, probably crack when I get there, probably crack open a Coors Light and watch the baseball. Oh, company man, company man. Um, well, it's Kentucky Derby week, um, so I'm going to be busy as snakes. Um, I'm going to handicap and publish my article on the Kentucky Derby in the next 36 Malcolm. hours or so. Yes. Send me a couple uh, horses I could bet on. Well, Dylan, you can do what all the other people do. Why do you get special treatment? You can go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh, and find my article up there. Plus, I'll be uh, I'll be on the mothership with Ryan and Sean and the Wolf of Oaklawn. Um, I listened to the Wolf of Oaklawn's um, Disc League podcast. I mean... The Sports Gambling Podcast have got you covered. Um, I was sitting in the car listening to two grown men talk about gambling on Frisbee. Um, and I mean, you've got to absolutely, you've got to love that, man. What's not to love about any of that? Uh, so yeah, look forward to the, to the Kentucky Derby. Loads of stuff going on there. Um, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, enjoy your bets. Hope you cash lots of winners. Um, download the app, like, rate, review, do all the usual things that you do to help support uh, the network, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers, bye.